Hey everyone, welcome to the Cup of Nurses podcast with your hosts Peter Fendero and myself, Matt Slarchik. This is a podcast where we tackle current health news and hot nursing topics one conversation at a time, ladies and gentlemen. PD, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I was gonna tell you about the weather, but I'll, I'll pass on that for today. Yeah, we're we're done talking about the weather. Yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about it in California, right? Ooh, yeah. I'm glad you bring that up. We're gonna be in California, Santa Monica area, L.A. area, Long Beach area, right? It's all in the same area, right? Yeah. Hey, man, I don't, you sure you want to give that out? Yeah, but it's it's broad. No one's gonna find us. People are gonna put a, people are gonna put a hit out on us. Ain't nobody put nothing, dude. I got my own hits out there, man. There you <laughs> go. Jk Jk. So, hey, guys, what's going on with us this weekend? As this episode is going to air, we're just. In the trenches, we, you know, finished all our, like, modules and trainings and CEs and immunizations, and we're all done with that, and we signed, co- screenings. signed a couple contracts, got, a, like, a, figured out, like, you know, how to ship our cars, and they're getting picked up tomorrow, which is going to be Sunday, and we just got to pack. I got to get some bins from my parents' house. Mm-hmm. It's been It's been busy, and we got to keep you guys up to date with the you know, current health news. Yeah, super busy. I'm sure you guys have seen on our Instagram. We got some merch coming out. It'll be hopefully here like within the next like three weeks, right? Ideally. That'd be great. If not sooner, I'll be even even better. So you guys could finally hop on that. And like we mentioned before, we're doing a vlog. It's gonna be a strictly travel nursing California vlog. It's gonna be a nice it's not gonna be just like straight up nursing. You know, you'll you'll get definitely get a nursing feel to it, but stuff that we do, things that we, we come across our lifestyle. Yeah, we'll see if the gyms are open. I'm actually curious to see if the gyms are open in California because if they're not, if they are not open, it's gonna. We're gonna, gonna buy. We're gonna buy some. Um, very convenient. Those rings to work out, just wrap yeah. it around a tree. Or a barbell. If you guys have barbells or home gyms, let us know if you are in the LA area. We'll probably drive up, you know, or we, or we can scoop it up and we can make a little gym in our backyard because we're gonna have a pretty chill house. We are. Mm-hmm. So guys, looking at uh, C19 and what's happening, we have. Quick numbers here and change of pace. I'm going to do the numbers really quick. Numbers. We got, we got 33 million cases globally, almost a million deaths on the whole worldwide scale. U.S., we got 7.285 million. That's 7.2 million with uh, 200, almost 10,000 deaths. So interesting. Same five top states, Cali, Texas, Florida, New York, Georgia. So we're going to give you guys some updates on what's happening actually in LA area when it comes to C19. So like the latest evidence-based research that like the intensivists are kind of like doing because we're going to be finally in um, a hot zone, right? Mm-hmm. In Cali. Plus, um, I've been out of the game for two months. So it's going to be fun getting back into work finally. Yeah, I think you get into it nicely. Like you're not an idiot. You know, you're, you're a good I got, nurse. I got some common sense. We did. Yeah, you, you have more than common sense. You know, there's right. common sense nurses, then there's like okay nurse and there's good nurse and there's great nurses like us and then there's like above, above and beyond nurses you know yeah. I'm, I'm a great nurse but there's definitely nurses out there that are better than me but i'm still top tier you know uh but yeah you'll get back into a fine um we'll see what i'm curious to see is if you get covid patients or 19 patients i wonder how you will, treatment's going to be because last time i took a 19 patient was probably back in april i haven't seen a 19 patient since we've just been looking at the research so it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be nice seeing what they're doing how they're treating them like, you know, like, I wonder if convalescent plasma is still something that they're, you know, using. Maybe it's like, maybe they focus on the vitamin D now. Who knows, you know? Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, or I want wanted to see, because remember, when you were working here in, in Illinois, you were in like a medical ICU, basically, for the most part. So you, you saw a lot of shit, right? Yeah. You saw a lot of things. Like, I've been doing basically like heart failure for the last three and a half years. So yeah, you know, in ICU. So it's, it's like all I know. So this is going to be like a whole different shit for me, especially in like Oakland. 
like Oakland was interesting because it was uh, like more of a stroke center, you know, but like they were pu- always pushing fluids. We never really push fluids unless we give like little bolts here and there, yeah. but we try to dry out as possible. And this was like a, like a flip. Yeah, you're you know? gonna be you're gonna be bolting patients. Yeah. And- like for us, you're trying to pull fluid while giving pressures and trying to reach that reach that area where you take at least pressure off your heart, at least tension off your heart, but you're also not depleting your body of the vascular fluid, so you don't clamp down. You know, if yeah. you clamp down on your superior vena cava or inferior vena cava, you know, because too much pressure is you're gonna die. Remember that that happened one time. Remember our buddy Pink was saying, "Hey, this guy yeah. needs fluid." Not just pressure, pr- pressure support, and and the physicians were like, no, we need more pressure support. So they gave more pressures, yeah. and the guy ended up clamping down, and he ended up having I don't know if it was a massive MI or a massive stroke, but he ended up dying. Yeah, it's like the way to think about this is like, you're you could squeeze the pipes, but you need some fucking fluid and mm-hmm. to push something, you know? Like you're just yeah, you you, you tire it out the heart, and you just go into like V fib, V tac, or PA, you know, or just your heart yeah. just stops because there's literally it's trying is trying to pump but it's not going anywhere because everything's clamped down there's nothing in there yeah interesting right it, it the is. Heart works. i also wonder when i'm looking at things when it comes to treating c19 i know they were doing a lot of research whether you know intubating is not the right way to do things maybe let's um like prone them you know mm-hmm. so they were putting patients on their chest very early on when they come to the hospital and they put them on a like a 30 plus degree angle flat so they're sitting upright so their lungs could expand more and they were doing like um, I think a high flow nasal cannula like the vapotherms so I wonder if that's still being early done for these patients that come in that like potentially test positive like preventative proning kind of thing exactly yeah, that's interesting yeah because sometimes we would even have a patient like six liters nasal cannula and they'd be prone because sometimes I sleep on my stomach and it feels good you know but I don't know about a hospital but like I want to be able to lay flat in a hospital but like that would suck I would like some sedation, need some Presidex. If I if I was in a hospital, if I had like my bowel resection and tell me you got hey you gotta lay flat, I'd be like hey, um, need some Presidex. I don't know how Presidex feels, because it's not very it's not hugely sedating, but it calms the patient down, right? Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah, I don't know what the mechanism of action is. Probably works on a GABA or something. Yeah, but I don't know, but Presidex would be an interesting feeling. Cause now like morphine, where I'm not sure you've gotten morphine as a kid, right? Cause of your surgery, I've got morphine yeah. before, and it's it's very like soothing to pain. Um, I never had, I did have fentanyl because when I was on a PCA pump, but but I, I barely remember that shit. Um, so it causes like amnesia, right? Like short term memory loss. Fentanyl, it, clearly, like, right? When yeah, you're, when you're on pain medication. Yeah, it definitely can because like you're just sedated to, to like that point, you know. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. That's my train of thought. But yeah, Presidex, I don't know how that would feel. Like, you know, people don't do it for fun, I guess. And like, you don't see any like, hey, bro, you have the Presidex? But morphine is common right. as like a street drug or like yeah. a drug that they abuse fentanyl, they, they abuse, but nobody really abuses Presidex. Or not nobody really, nobody. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I don't know if you could get into pill form to actually mm-hmm. abuse it though. So mm-hmm. um, when it comes to center of disease, so what they posted like last Friday on their guidelines, they were kind of like, they, they took it down, but they had an approach where they thought that C19 was spreading more through a airborne transmission. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of changed their their stance on it, took the took the post on it, said that they believe that main transmission is still droplet with large particles, which is like, you know, coughing, sneezing and all that. That's interesting because like in the beginning of C19, there was a push that, hey, this might be airborne, this could be airborne. There was just reached out there that I was showing it was airborne. So was this a mistake or is, like you said before, is this something that they revealed by accident because they're going to hold off on this for a little bit. Yeah. And slowly release as things kind of settle down. 
like another scare you could say yeah like it's it's far overdrawn man like i the more people i talked about this on a large scale like i understand the lockdown at first but to you know to see like the reports yes there's more deaths than influenza correct of course there's more cases so you, when you look at like the fatality rates it's so low okay lockdown happened what now why is why do we have the same restrictions there's no it's not evidence-based anymore at this point we're not using science anymore to we're just using like law and control which makes no sense yeah i'm in agreement with the lockdown in the beginning because with a new disease new pandemic you're not sure what's actually going to happen because there's not a lot of research out there also it was like a like a plant they wish they probably had plenty but i'm not sure if it's a plant or not but i'm saying if it's like a new pandemic and nobody's seen it before like yeah Shut down the city, shut down the town, make people wear masks, like take it easy for like two, three weeks, a month, maybe a month and a half. But then when you start getting this research, so the thing is, you get this research over a month, but by the time you could, you could go through all this research, it probably takes another month. So three months is probably a fair game, I would say. You know, you should have some kind of idea about it within three months. Because just like our, our brain, how much time did you read something that it takes 90 days for you to develop a habit? Or it takes three months to develop like consistency. It takes a lot. Yeah. Just, just like posture and everything else. Exactly. For biomechanics. So I feel like three months is like a nice time frame. You should be able to, to gather some kind of a data in that three months and be able to say, hey, we were wrong about this. Or, hey, we were right about this. Or, hey, these are changes we're going to make. Not just keep doing this, the same thing. Like, like the only th consistency that I see right now, and I'm sure you see the same thing, is just pushing for fear. Yeah. Like, it's keep scaring. Let's keep scaring the public. Let's, let's don't go down any, any regulations. If anything, let's tell them, hey, flu season is coming and we're going to need to up the regulations again. Yeah. You know, like, but so, show me like the evidence-based based things that they're, they're doing and, and if they're actually showing any kind of uh, legitimacy, right? Because if numbers are going down and we're coming out of lockdown, then hey, let's keep pushing and let's try to get rid of this lockdown. And then if things crank up, then we could, you know, tighten our parameters a little bit. Right. And but then there's like a fine line, fine line that if, what if you take down these parameters and guess what? It spreads and now... You know, it spreads more and at a, like over a larger area. Now it gets harder to contain. But the thing is, <laughs> to like counterpoint that is like we've already locked down once. We already know how to do it. So a second time should ideally be more efficient, right? If it's not more efficient, then the first procedure got fucked up somewhere in the first place. Like you haven't got the fundamentals down. Yeah. I feel like we got good fundamentals down right now. We, we understand the importance of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think more people would obey. So I think we would stop the spread of another possible pandemic in the future easier. Yeah. But I think we should have like an on and off switch where, okay, after 30 days, there should be some kind of standard when it comes to measuring maybe fatality rates. It shouldn't be based on the cases. Because mm -hmm. like, we're, we're basing our research like in like so many things. When you look at the... You know, like there's disease, there's viruses, shit's been living on. I don't know if you guys want to look up some research, but the glaciers are melting. Supposedly there's viruses that are trapped in, into that um, glacier being like, you know, put into the water. Can There's going to be, of course, new strains all the damn time. So, but we should have some kind of standard to base the regulations of when a lockdown should be or whatever. Like, um, you know, like Ebola, like the different approaches to things. And this is just... Yeah, we didn't get locked down for, a B, for Ebola like this. We did no not. No way, we did not. We did not. And I feel like with, with Ebola, it was like, oh, it was done in news for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't a big deal in the hospitals. A few hospitals had a big deal because they had, they had a case or two or something. But like nationwide, Ebola wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Like in a community setting as C19 is, right? 
because the amount of stuff you're hearing about C19 in a hospital around you, people talking, it was not this big for Ebola, right? So how were we able to contain Ebola efficiently and uh, properly and ha not have it spread? And now we can't do this to this, this disease. So it could be more virulent, if, um, what is it called, virulent, if that's the correct word for it, or it just, yeah, yeah is higher, or it, maybe it spreads easier, but like these regulations didn't happen with Ebola and we were, able, we were able to stop Ebola and now we have to do this with C19. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you. Yeah. Even with, with the flu, if if the flu, because we were reading something online that the flu is deadlier to deadlier than um than C19, right? Basically when, it com when it comes to the... Um, fatality rate. Fati yeah, inf yeah. In, uh, infection and uh, fatality rate. Yeah. So basically... Not just saying, cases. Yeah. So it was just saying that when you get the flu you have a higher chance of dying than when you get C19. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I'm not sure what the exact mechanisms are. We've talked about mechanisms before. I don't want to go over them again. I, I, we know about it a little bit, but I don't know if you feel like explaining it, to be, to be honest, because we have done it in the past. But if it's more dangerous to get the flu than C19, then why haven't we wearing masks every flu season, right? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Right? It's usually only the elderly or someone that had flu-like symptoms, right? We put a mask in the hospital. And it was only in the healthcare way, right? Now mm -hmm. this is like on a whole large scale. Mm -hmm. Like they don't let you purchase merchandise without putting a mask on. Right. Like you can't it. go inside any building without a mask. Yeah. Now, now it has become fashion at this point yeah. almost, right? Now it's a consumer good, it feels like. It is. You know? It is. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like I've been out of the... I, we haven't been watching so many news lately, right? If you guys are listening to us, like with everything happening, and it's just, it's very peaceful to know. But yeah, there's just like, not to bring up the Supreme Court stuff, you know, mm. like there's just a lot of like, RGB. yeah, there's right. a lot of like, you know, things happening. Even like looking at like the, you know, schools and like C19, like looking at my little brother, like being homeschooled. It's interesting. They go on Google, Google class crew, you know, classroom, sorry. And they do their lessons there and. They try to do PE there where their coach gives them exercise and they do it there. It's it's interesting, but it's I don't think it's healthy for a young generation not to socialize. Yeah, how do they do how do they do gym class? I'm curious. What is gym class? Do they turn off the camera and do like, yeah, I'm doing 15 jumping jacks. And they could be it? on their cell phones. I mean, it's not that really regulated, you know, they could turn off their mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I don't it's not good, man. Like you know, we pulled up some data with the what the schools are surveying. So out of like I think 98,000 students surveyed. There was 230 confirmed cases. That's like 0.2%. 0.2%. But yet we're like in the freaking highest risk category of opening schools back up. Mm. I don't interesting. It's super interesting to look at because we can all agree that kids are least susceptible to all age groups. You know, if you're below the age of like, what is it, 40? Right. Your chance of getting it and dying from it are very slim, slim to none, basically. You're more, as a kid, your your chance of like slipping and dying are higher than than you dying from C19, basically. So freak accidents, your high chance of getting a freak accident and dying compared to C19 and dying. And we're closing these schools, we're making e-learning, we're doing everything from home. Like Matt said, you're not being social, you're just, only way you're being social is through your electronic or yeah. your, your device. So kids are going to learn to be social through electronics, but then when it comes to person-to-person -person speaking or person-to-person -person communication, they can be horrible. They can be horrible at it because they're not going to know how to do it. It's completely different to look somebody in, in the face over the monitor compared to looking them in the face like me and Matt are looking. 
like an interview over over Zoom or over you know any other platform is completely different. Like I enjoy doing this more of than course, over yeah. like uh, some kind of platform. But we we build our communication together, right? I could see you physically, your whole body. I, I could see if I say something that you might not agree with, you might you know turn a certain way, and I could read your body language. Right. That's that's all part of communication too. But just looking somebody in the face over the camera and you know explaining something or sharing your emotions, that, that's different than being like right there face to face, the whole body. Like you see when it's harder, to, or not about it's harder, but it's different when someone's sad over the internet versus when someone's sad next to you because you can almost feel their vibe, right? Yeah. People are, are going to miss that. They're not going to know what to do with that. It's also interesting like how much of like a, when you put a mask on, it's interesting how much of a facial, having no facial expressions does. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very good at like reading and understanding people. And without that, I really can't tell much. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're feeling. It's weird. It's yeah. really interesting for the body. It's you're, you. We are being programmed a certain way now, technically, because right. we de- destroy that sense of communication. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how somebody, some people look. Like it's weird. Um, like you know, sometimes I say a joke to my patient, and they're not they're not laughing, and I'm like I'm, I'm laughing under his mask, or like they say a joke, and like I'm laughing, but they can't see me laugh, so their facial expression changes. Yeah. You know, so it's like I, I'm usually just like yeah, I'm laughing under his mask. And you, you have to tell them that. Mm, is that weird? It's so weird. It, it's almost like, you know how when you could read a face, you could read your intuition works, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody put a mask, a mask on, it's almost hard to read intuition. Yeah. Like it's food, hard. Food for thought. Uh-huh. It's food. all body language. What if, what if the face has a spiritual connection? I don't know. It's talking out of my ass. I think but. it's just another visual input for us to recognize. Um, to, to use like, your senses. To, to use our senses. And like, we'll use our senses to recognize people, but those are their body, it's their body language. Like your, your smile is your body language. Right when you speak, that's not your body language. That that's your voice, your verbal communication. But body language is completely different. You know, like if I was happy, I'm gonna be smiling. You can tell on my face if I'm having a good day or a bad yeah. day. But with with the mask on, you can't tell if someone's having a good day or a bad day. Right. If they're if they're looking at you angrily or or if looking at you, you know, happily, you don't know. You just see the eyes, and eyes are really hard to read sometimes. Like sometimes when somebody smiles, like their eyes go up, but also when they're angry, their eyes go up too. So it's it's different. Yeah, and it's like also we know how like technology has effects on i think you read that article about adhd right so you, you know a little bit more about this mm. like i wonder what kind of like psychological effects are gonna like take place because of like this long term you know face masks lockdown and we were like in homes and now there's a there was a huge usage in technology during that time like why do you, do you how much do these tech companies make billions of dollars billions so i wonder like trillions yeah even that, and even like if you watch that documentary, like Social Dilemma, and it shows you how like social media works and stuff. Like we had like three months of little human to human communication, so there was no tribe. It was just large community through these platforms. Like what, and we were just fed the same information. Mm. Like it's so easy to influence a narrative in this world just by doing that. Do you know how much like your facial expressions matter and how your face looks? Like, just look at your iPhone. You can't unlock it without bringing your mask down, right? It's a pain in the ass, man. Right? I just got to put my mask on. That's how important, the in. right? And that's a, a, a tool that you use, you know, uh, to unlock your phone, right? Yeah. So, like, imagine how important it is for us humans to, to, to see a face. Right. You know? And we completely, that's a, we completely lose that. We lose it because we don't know. It's so interesting. But hopping off that, that gravy train... Like if the research you call it what kind of train gravy train is the gravy what, train isn't that what they say gravy train I don't something mean, I think it's, I think it's an expression dude sometimes I say it's expressions at work I don't even know what the hell they mean and people are like no it's completely wrong my damn Polish ass dude 
foreigners over here they're trying to, trying to say his expressions but i'm joking my english is pretty good but back to what we're talking about is if these cases are going down and if the fatality rate for for c19 is going down and we're slowly starting to open up the country and it's not seeing a difference it's not seeing a jump it's not seeing an increase then just keep moving like move along with it yeah i mean florida just became the first state to completely open up good good for them so we'll see. We should go to Florida. Yeah. Uh, sure, let's go to Florida. But I'm sure they're going to get a bad lash at first. Like, oh my God, increased cases and stuff. Like, just like when we went out to the beaches during Labor Day, there was like, oh my God, increased surge in corona cases mm-hmm. over that weekend. But like when people went to go protest, no one said anything about surge of cases. That did that not crazy? matter. Right. So that just sways your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Even like in a, um, Australia, like they're able to pro- they're able to protest BLM stuff. But when if they had anti-lockdown protests, they would they got arrested for it. Interesting. Right. It was an illegal gathering. Again, you know what I mean? So we had illegal gatherings all the time. Technically, they enforced that order, but it was okay to protest a specific belief. Like it just it makes you wonder way too much, man. That's true. And that's I'm trying true. to plug everybody from the matrix. Yeah, divide and conquer, man. If we could agree if we could disagree on more topics. The chance of us coming together is a lot less yeah. than if we could agree on certain things. And all we do is disagree. Mm-hmm. All we do is there's disagree. always disagreement on the news. Yeah. That's the only form to plug in. Like, mm-hmm. there's always, yeah, man. What if that's like the program? It's just like always learning to judge, ego, disagree, and, and, and this forms our communication. Because look at relationships, look at like households. Like, there's so much discommunication. Yeah, I'm like, I don't mind disagreement here and there. Like, you need it. It's, right. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. We're just saying that, like, you could disagree with somebody, but don't be egotistic and think that your way is always right. You know, just because we have different views on certain things doesn't mean, you know, one person's good, the other person's bad. Like, most of the shit that we do in life is never on the left or on the right. It's always in between. Yeah. But, but you know what you need to understand that? You need humility. You do. You, you need to be able to go through goals in life or achievements or hardships or failures, anything, anything like that, that's going to build that you had some kind of success. And then you have humility towards it because you, you understand and you appreciate what it takes. Like you got to admit when you're wrong. Right. And it's completely okay. Like no one's going to think less of you. Yeah. Like if Matt says some shit and I correct him or if I say some shit and Matt's like, no, dumbass, like this is, this is it. I'm just like, oh shit. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Like, I'm not going to keep pushing the subject. Like, like, you know, like if I'm wrong, I know I'm wrong. I just say I'm wrong. I'm not that kind of person that's going to like defend my way to the grave, even though, even though I know it's wrong. Yeah, because, we know those people. Because my ego, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, majority of the time I'm right for the most part. But whatever. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Stroking it right there. <laughs> right across the microphone, bro. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. So another thing we looked at was vitamin D. Like we yep. see the giant push of vitamin D and we just had our buddy on uh, a little bit ago. Dr. Matt, Yossi's episode will come out soon on a Friday, of course, you know, got to keep you guys, you know, post every Friday, got to keep it coming back. But we talk about vitamin D and the, if vitamin D deficiency is one of the number one risk factors for getting C19 or even dying from C19 or having a harder hospital time with C19 because yeah. it plays a large role in, you know, in your immune system. Right. Yeah. And, and then- especially was, our buddy mentioned that in the Midwest, is one of the largest areas where people suffer from vitamin D deficiency because we have the least amount of sun and it's cold for a good portion of, of the year and we don't go outside as much as we should. So the only way to get vitamin D is from the sunlight. Yeah, like I'll, we're looking at um, Dr. Michael Holick. He's a professor of medicine. Michael Alcoholic? 
No, Hollick. <laughs> he uh, he basically works for biophysics department at Boston University of Medicine, and he said that vitamin D can cut the risk of catching C19 by 54%. And what it does is that supposedly vitamin D uh, literally alters the immune system as it does something that makes you more efficient at fighting upper respiratory infections, basically. And also vitamin D suppresses the excessive use of cytokines, which is, um, which is what gets released during this whole um, cytokine storm that yeah. you guys hear about that your body literally goes into ARDS from um, overinflammation. Mm. So like it's it's definitely out there that it's interesting because one sunlight exposure does kill the virus, right? There's studies that at 68 degrees Fahrenheit for I think like 12 to 20 minutes eradicates the virus by like 96%. Yeah. Not only does it do that, but also sunlight you need it for the freaking sun. I'm sorry, you need it uh, to be absorbed by the, you know, um, cholesterol, whatever it is yeah. that produces vitamin D in your body. You also need that. So mm -hmm. just go outside, right? Yeah. I mean, well, it's interesting that, we, that you bring this up because we talked about it again a little bit before that's saying that sunlight supposedly kills C19, but then we have one of the highest case counts in California. I know, well, and, th and that's that. Like, the thing with California, guys, got to remember is that there was a giant push for staying indoors because everyone, everyone was scared to, to go outside because yeah. you go outside, you're, you're going to catch the C19. So that probably played a role. And also in California, you know, and especially in like the LA area, it's very condensed. So you have a large amount of people in a, in a small, small area. So obviously the spread is going to be a lot easier compared to if you live in a rural area. That's why we see C19 affect mostly, you know, big cities. We don't see the effect like rural, rural areas as much as cities yeah. because of the spread. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good debate. There's people that say it works. Rhonda, Pat Rhonda Patrick did before, right? And all this other yeah. evidence. But if you're if you have diabetes and you're obese, you don't take care of yourself, and you get C19, and you're also vitamin D, de D deficient, it's not like we're gonna give you vitamin D and you're gonna snap out of it. You know, you're kind of right. you got the. Sh I want to say short end of the stick because you really didn't get the short end of the stick because you didn't take care of yourself, and now you have this virus that comes along and it kind of throws your whole immune system, your all your other systems out of whack and your body can't fight it off because it's been fighting its whole life. Right. Because unfortunately you didn't live the best life and it's okay if, if you are, you know, on a heavier side, it's completely okay. Just exercise, just do what you got to do. If you feel healthy, then don't go by your, like your weight or your number. It's not, it's not a number. It's just how, legit how you feel. Right. Legit how you feel. If, cause you know, BMI, you know, if you're a, a pretty my, bulky my guy, exactly. Med BMI is high. He's not unhealthy. He doesn't look unhealthy. He's, he's not. So don't go by by numbers like that. It's go more more by how you feel. Right, and just you know, like if you were to look at anything, cut the damn sugar. Right, for yeah. most people, it's not even about eating sweets. About just the breads and other shit. Like that's literally the number one drug source that like even causes inflammation for like musculoskeletal issues. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's also issues with in inflammatory. So just that's a drug that we need to cut. Yeah, and it's never everybody's shelf, man. Maybe we'll talk about sugar one day. You know what we should do? We, we should, should. We had one before. We should. We should again. We should track our diets for like a week and then see how much sugar we actually eat. Because I'm curious. I haven't tracked my macros in a long time. I might think I hop back on that. Imagine if we go on a sugar detox for two weeks, just just to say we did it. And just, oh, I don't and just see how it oh, would yeah. feel. I was about to say I don't eat yeah. a lot of sugar, but now I'm thinking back on how yeah, much man. stuff I ate this week. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking lying. Yeah, you had a cookie at my house yesterday. Dude, I had two cookies today, dude. We we had, dude. I want to talk about it anymore, dude. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to upset myself. I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, we should wrap this one up, man. Yeah. This, this was more of an episode, more chill back. 
We had a long day. We had a long day. That's how I feel. Yeah. But feel I think okay. we still provide a good perspective, good information. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening to us. As always, we appreciate it. We got good stuff coming, and we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Vlog coming out. And I said I got it coming out soon. Next time we'll see you guys. Or no, not next time. Just check us out in California. We'll be there. We'll be there soon. Check out the vlog. Peace, Peace out.